listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flare. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 127. We are that podcast that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And this time, we are not live tonight for the week of August 21st, 2013. We don't have an interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com because another show is going live soon. Um, but if you want to go in and chat with the other people that are in there, well, probably by the time this podcast gets aired... It might just be quiet, but if you want to go on in and say hi to people, just head on over to live.vognetwork.com. The chat room is Vogue. If you have a client, it's, uh, you can use Merck, XChat, or Chatzilla. If you head on over to AnimeJamSession.com, click on, I think, Vogue Network, and you'll see a IRC link. You click on that, whatever your default chat client is. It'll bring it up and set it through. And if you want to do it manually, uh, chat room server is irc.gamesurge.net, and the chat room is Vogue. And there are no check-ins for this podcast, sadly. Boo-hoo. Think I was talking fast enough for that? I think you yeah, covered everything. Yeah, you covered everything in record time. A new record! <laughs> And as always, as a reminder, we are generally live on the VOG Network Thursdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with an encore... Tuesdays. What did I say? Thursdays. Damn it. Okay. We're normally live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, encore presentation at Thursdays at 1 p.m. So you will be hearing this on the, syndicate, on the encore feed at that time. Uh, there are no check-ins because we have not set up uh, podcast check-ins just yet. But if you do go over to uh, AnimeJamSession.com, click on Forums. There is a link there that will take you to our official forums. It's kind of lonely there, so come on by, say hi. The water's just fine, and the burgers are ready to fry. What? Then again, it is coming out towards the end of the summer, so I might have to put the uh, grill in. No. Yeah, as long as it's still warm out. Well, yeah, but you then, fucking no, you fucking grill in a blizzard, bitch. Well, it, <laughs> well, yeah, yes, I will. I will stand out there in boots and everything, and I will grill till there's snow on the ground, and even then, some grilled Do it. grilled food is tasty food. Mm. Yup, blizzard grilling. <laughs> I've done it. See. There you go. And given how small my backyard is, I ain't trying to grill this year. Which is why I didn't say anything about a, about my uh, about my barbecue cookout this year. So, eh. mm. but it is what it is. All right, so let's kind of get things more or less going here. So. Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? Boring. Um, I basically did nothing but work and uh, read fanfiction. Smutty fanfiction, as always? Yeah. From what fandoms? Um, let's see. I was reading uh, Harry Snape. 
and then went to Harry Draco. Now I'm reading Harry Luna. Um, got in a couple of uh, Doctor Who fix. Uh, yeah. You need more. You need more fandom outlets. Really, you do. No, I just I, I have um like complete fandom ADD. Mm-hmm. So, like, there will be times that I just really, really want to read a certain fandom, and that's what I'm going through right now. So, before it was Doctor Who, and then I read a crossover Doctor Who Harry Potter, and I'm like, hmm, I felt in the mood to uh, read Harry Potter, so I've been reading Harry Potter. So, how many Doctor Who Sailor Pluto fix have you read, huh? Um, quite a few, actually. Oh, God. There's I one. It's joking. <laughs> yeah, I no, was. I, did. I, I I know, but there's one I actually really really like it. It's uh, the very first one that I read, and basically, um, Doctor Who, for some reason, um, during each one of his incarnations, has had to cross the time gate for some reason, and you basically, um, Sailor Pluto is seeing him out of like out of sync mm-hmm. but their their meeting is like really like if you know what goes on with Sailor Moon and you know what goes on with um, Doctor Who their meetings are kind of um, similar so it's it's actually really sweet fic okay so at the end of the fic is Pluto still forever alone they both are forever alone. Hmm. But Does like, even they, bother Pluto anymore? Um, I don't know. I've read a couple of different takes on how people do Pluto. Because um, like in certain, in certain aspects of the anime or the manga, in places where she dies, like she doesn't go back to guarding the time gates mm-hmm. seriously um, and then like the fanfic for after she's done with like the, the sequel fanfics I guess um, where basically time is set so she doesn't really have to watch the time gates anymore All right. but yeah, but uh, I mean the crossover fan fictions they're they both basically are forever alone and uh take uh pride in it. Hmm. And they become friends because they both know what the other one is going through. At least those are the ones that I've been reading. Are you going to start doing like your reviews of fan fiction now? Oh, hell no. Good, I might have to kill you. (laughs) My reviews of fan fiction. There's not enough smut. There's too much smut. What the fuck are you doing? They're so out of character. That's my review of fan fiction. The three little bears of fan fiction review. Yeah. I mean, there, there are serious problems. When there is so much smut, I'm skipping it. Well, now... You know there are problems if I'm skipping smut. Well, 
I think the best way to describe it is this little, uh, right here. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. You're welcome. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I'm just uh, slowly figuring out exactly what I need for everybody coming to Cube by the Sea and slowly going to start buying stuff so I'm not buying it all the week before. Hmm. Well, I have I have to put I have to, I have to put the um the, the the information out about that on the staff page so people know what we're doing. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And I'm gonna have to set up Skype so that Koi can join us uh, for for drinking shenanigans Friday and Saturday night. Oh, that'll be fun! <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> Just well, make sure one of her computers has a has a camera, yeah. so she can join. They can join in on a revelry. Mm. Might have to do that with uh, DJ AJ because she doesn't know if she's gonna be able to come or not, seeing as how she's got the weekend before that off. Yeah. I, I understand. It's it's a miracle if I could pull all that off what I'm doing in September. Mm. That reminds, I have to go ahead and um, book the room, because so, there are still rooms available, oddly enough. Yes, well, this is why Q by the Sea is at my place instead of us getting a hotel. Mm-hmm. And in local news, I just popped up on our Twitter on my Twitter that our old syndicated site, Disingenious Radio, the site has been hacked and wrecked, so... It's a good Ouch. Thing. It's a good thing we got off there when we did. Ouch. Yeah. So, Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Well, my week was pretty busy. Um, mm-hmm. Yesterday, I got a uh, the benefit from a Kickstarter I, I had backed that uh, came in. It was a... Uh, Settlers of Catan, a hard shell, you know, container for the uh, game pieces because uh, those who've played Catan, it's a, a Germanic board game where like it's like individual hex- hexagonal pieces for all the different land tiles and uh, mm-hmm. all the different road and house pieces are uh, small. But uh, the thing is, like, if you put it down somewhere, it has to be completely flat or somewhere you know people aren't going to. Use it like if you like use a dinner table like when you eat dinner now. I'm like, well, what are you gonna do about this? This is like a like a little table for it, so you like you can just pick it up and like move it elsewhere without disturbing anything. Ah, okay. I also get it. Also came with the uh, because I backed it at a certain level. I got the uh, five to six player you know piece for it, kind of like the uh, leaf on a table. Mm-hmm. That sounds and, really cool. Uh, and uh, let's see. Thursday night, I went to a uh, went to the movies. Have you, have you ever heard of the uh, Fathom events? Like it, yeah. Like at Cinemark theaters, you see them advertise every now and then, usually for concerts or stand up or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The one my friend and I went to was the live riff tracks of Starship Troopers. Ooh, and it was just as hilarious as you would imagine. The you know the three guys were on top of their game. It was. It was recorded at some uh, theater in Tennessee, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a lot of fun with the with things like the scenes of pointless shooting bugs and uh, how insanely creepy Jake Busey looked and how Neil Patrick Harris would uh, blow them away f- professionally. Right. 
and uh, let's see. Oh, and I also started. I also joined a. Uh, oh wait, let go back to the riff track thing. Mm-hmm. You know the the famous co-ed shower scene. Yes. For whatever reason, they couldn't show that because. So what they did was they cut to what they called a gorilla gram, which was a guy in a gorilla suit coming out and like giving him like all balloons because it was their anniversary. I think like seven years. Mm-hmm. So while everyone live got to uh, see it, it wasn't riffed on, but we just got the uh, monkey dancing around on the screen, and uh, there was a little bit of derision about that. <laughs> mm. I also started like, taking up bowling again. There was a uh, their fall leagues are open are starting soon at this alley that I go to, but uh, and I'm signing up for one on Friday night. It's a mixed league. The only problem is my bowling game is fucking horrible. Mm. Yeah, I, I practiced earlier this week, like on Monday, and I fucking stunk up the place. Sure it wasn't your bowling shoes. Oh, that's the funny thing about that. I couldn't find them for whatever reason, because the last league I was at at a different lane, which is like four or five years ago, one of the uh, rewards for joining us, we got your own bowling ball and bowling shoes. Hmm. And I was, like, tearing up my room looking for it. I find the bowling bag, which I knew where the bowling ball was. I zip, unzip one of the side compartments, and wouldn't you know, there are the fucking shoes. <laughs> I'm also... I also need to get a new ball, too, because that one's a piece of junk. And I might as well be using one of the typical alley balls, which are nothing more than a round piece of plastic. They don't roll, they slide down the lanes. <laughs> But thankfully, one of the the uh, guy who runs the pro shop at the alley was a uh, was kind enough to say, "Okay, well, I'll help you out. With, try get you a new ball. Maybe hook you up with some lessons. You know, just help me get back on my game." The only problem is he works for Lincoln Financial Field dur- during the like during the summer, which means anytime there's a Phillies home game, mm-hmm. he's not in, and the shop already has abysmal hours as it is. Gotcha. So. It, so he, when he called me, he said, yeah, the next day I'm going to be available is this coming Monday. I'm like, fuck. Oh, well. Anyway, the week the league starts in about two weeks anyway. That's good. You know, now, now you got me thinking, because um, when I went over to social services to take care of some paperwork, I come outside and I look across the street and there's a bowling alley. I'm like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> And given the prices, I'm almost tempted to go over there and bowl during the week. Oh, that's not too bad. Um, also, I was like doing internet searches for uh, custom bowling balls to uh, see, hey, maybe I can get a decently decent performance ball that has a clever design on it. Like, like oh, you can put your picture on it. Like, so it takes up, it's like wrapped around like the front half and the back half. And I'm thinking, holy shit, I'm going to have a bowling ball that looks like a Pokeball. Mm-hmm. Because of fucking course. That but sounds pretty I cool. Had, I like that. I haven't had much luck so far with it. Eh, if you keep looking, you'll find it. And when you do, it's going to be expensive as hell. Yeah. And though I get paid next week, I have a birthday to shop for, and my insurance payment comes out, so my budget is going to be hamstringed as fuck all right from, right from Tuesday. Gotcha. It's, you know, 
it's like when I was looking for microphone flags, you know, the, like the, the like the flags that go on microphones that shows like your site or your network or something like that. It, the 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 cost of getting the, a custom one done is anywhere between one hundred and fifty and five hundred dollars. Really? But those things look like a simple piece of hard plastic. Yeah, but when you get them custom done, because um, I don't think you can. Because I've been looking where I can get just a simple pl- plastic one. Make the design, print it, and just slap it on. I'd like to do that, but the ones where you actually it's actually imprinted onto the plastic itself, which will last longer, you know? Just, I'm just looking, mm-hmm. you know? Huh. Pricing. Oh, here, here we go, yeah. I'm... Are you looking at the prices of them, aren't you? Yeah, I found a site called... Uh, MikeFlags.com. Yeah, I checked there, yeah. That was the first place you looked, I'm guessing? Yeah, and I checked a few others, so... I guess, you know, it'll probably happen soon. Because our con season's coming down to the end, so probably for 2014 I'll have it. Hmm, Possibly. Yeah, but on the same token, it's like, well, we don't really use the mic, but... It'd still be kind of cool to see it up there when we have the camera set up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, anywho, so that was it for you, Broski? Pretty much. All right. Well, as for me, I can finally say it. I am done with school. Yay! And to that, I say this. You can't see, but I'm actually doing the victory poses from six. Nice. Doing the ones from seven would probably require me to get out of my chair. So I got all I wanted was to pull a 3.0 average from start to finish, and I thought what was going to hold me down was the fact that the fact that um, well, my first semester there, I think I I think I got like a two something or a one something, but I was able to level it out. And a side note. Yeah, I got a FedEx Kinkos and a Staples near me, so I'll figure something out. Knowing me, I'll probably take it to one of them because I at least I'd, at least it'd be somewhat professionally done. But um, better than nothing. Yeah, true. But now that out of the way, my next objective is to get a job and start working again. Cause and look for a, eventually a better apartment. Cause not for nothing, this place is starting to grow on me. But on the same token, it's still a little bit too small for my tastes. I'm surprised. Good thing you're not claustrophobic. Trust me. If I was claustrophobic, I probably would pull off half the shit I normally do. Hmm. Be all twitchy and, like, jumpy. No, that's just when I'm walking around in dark places. Oh. Like the corner of Makoto's mind. <laughs> Why in the hell would you want to walk around in there? Your mother paid me a, paid me a, pol- a paltry sum of money to do it. Yeah... Just watch out for the minotaurs. And the tree. And the gazebo. <laughs> and the gazelles. And the emu. And the yowie statues. <sighs> and Jareth. You see? You see? You see? What? <sighs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, that that's just about it. And into 
also I find it cool that it's not just end of my semester for me, end of the summer. So it's like I'm watching everybody complain about, or not complain, but excited about going back to school. I'm like, I'm done, bitches. You <laughs> <laughs> know what I haven't seen yet? What? Or at all? That Staples commercial where the where the dad is da- doing some kind of cart ballet throughout the the hall, the alleys, the aisles of Staples while it's the most wonderful time of the year place. Ari? And the kids are like sulking behind him like... Ari? Yeah. Just go to any Staples location, go to the monitor wall, wait two minutes. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's like that, huh? Every quarter, or just before we continue, I used to work at Staples, people. Every quarter, they would send us a, a, um, a monitor CD or DVD. It would just play what's going on that quarter, cool stuff, and the commercials. Every year around this time, the monitor wall, the July one would come out, and would have that commercial on it. So, yeah. See, I haven't been to a Staples in a while, so... Just, just hope and pray United one that where they, where there are speakers hooked up to the computer that that's connected to the monitor wall that plays the uh, CD or the DVD. Hmm. Yeah, I was thankful mine didn't have that because you'd get tired of that song or get, even during the Christmas season. That's just it. In Staples, you only hear that during back to school. During the holidays, it's just like a generic holiday lineup of items. And also, when you think about it, most people don't even come to Staples for Christmas shopping anyway. Which is if why, they're smart, they don't. Yeah, which is why I, which is why I didn't mind working uh, Chris, um, the day after Christmas or New Year's Day because it was quiet on those days. Just walk up and down the aisles for like twelve and change an hour. <laughs> Eight hours it's later, quiet on New Year's Day. Yeah, sorry, it's okay. About eight hours later, time to go home. So yeah, definitely. Let's take a look at this here. Yeah. Oh, we just uh, see we did our recap. What's going on? The changes on the podcast. So don't worry. We're going to chalk up the issue to the Skype gods because I guess Skype doesn't like how I'm doing. How I have my setup? Well, it's too damn bad. Skype's going to have to deal with it. So, Turns out the sacrifice you pre- prepared wasn't a virgin after all. Well, I had to check personally myself, so... <laughs> Anywho. Maybe it was something... Anyway. Next Tuesday, we'll be back at the normal time, so there's no need to worry about that. So, until then, let's go take our first break. When we get back, we're going to get into some topics. Uh, we got some interesting stuff to talk about, so we will be back. Yeah. 
If you like independent podcasts, please check out some of our independent podcasting friends. It's Orange Lounge Radio, where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and lifestyle with Sky, Dark Sakura, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on VOGNetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show. It's video games and gamer talk starting at 8 p.m. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Extifer, Wednesdays at 10. If you want a more female perspective of what we do, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sista and Pandelicious at electricsisterhood.com. If you prefer geek slash pop culture and sci-fi, it's podculture.net with Brad, Mondays at 9, and Under Sedation Live with Travis and Jessica, Saturdays at 10. Also check out the Brooklyn Otaku with D-Styles and Company. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. So here's the thing. Here I am editing the podcast. I'm doing it like on the fly. So so what I decided to do was between each break, instead of waiting till after the podcast, just go in, edit, drop the music in, and then just let it fly all the way out. So what happened was um, I'm sitting there and like the, the music is a little bit too low. I'm turning the knobs on the mixer. I'm like... Why isn't the volume going up? Come to realize, I forgot I plugged my headset into the normal speakers, and I had to adjust the volume on the speakers instead. Whoops. Yeah, you know when something like that happens. Huh? Yeah, it's just I'm just so ingrained. I'm so used to adjusting the knobs on the mixer, so you know. And what the hell did you link me to? For some reason, I just. The other day I did a YouTube search for anime jam session and that's what came up. Some guy, you know, touching my business card. Wait, what? You can watch a video if you want. It just I I I'm 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 got I got the video up right now and I'm looking Wait. Wow, it's an older um yeah. Older card, yeah. Don't understand what it's all about. It just the guy found my card and just made a little video of it for, of it for whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, this is one of the odd things I found while searching for over YouTube. I just I'm I'm amused by it. Really, uh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put this on our fan page right now. So, if you, so by the time this podcast gets to air, you'll understand. Actually, more like people are going to look on the fan page, and be like, "What is this?" And then when they listen to the podcast, they'll be like, "Oh, I see." I still think it's weird. I I, I don't know if I find it weird per se, but it's just kind of interesting. Oh well. Alright, come on, load, and... I'm just going to put it right here. Come on, be it, come on. There we go. So, someone found our business card and decided to... To do this. Do (laughs) this, yep. Because people are weird. Post it. 
Going through, going through, post it, and now I can retweet it. Done. <laughs> and I still have idiots on my on my on my Twitter. Get get going. Bye bye. Done. Anyhow, all right. Now that we got that out the way, let's go ahead and and just get the ball rolling on 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 our articles. All right. First things first. Uh, let me see if I can find appropriate music for this. Come on, come on, Winamp. Just because I'm I'm typing a little bit faster than you, that does not mean, you know. And why? Okay. Really? I'm gonna have to. Oh, I'm gonna have to go this way. No. The one track I'm looking for, can't find it. Can't find it through Winamp, but. I can go ahead and open it up in Windows Explorer and find exactly what I'm looking for. There we go. Yeah. Actually, no, I'll play the instrumental one. That way you don't have to worry about the um, vocals. There we go. So, not everybody's going to catch the music in the background. It is the opening theme from He Is My Master. It's an anime that I bought. That is sitting on my shelf. I've yet to watch. I actually think I watched the first episode and that was it. But I'm not here to talk about that anime in general. I am here to talk about um, the fact that New York City finally has a maid cafe. That's right. Shockingly enough, we finally have one. It's located in Chinatown. It's called Maid Cafe New York. There has been talks uh, for the longest time of uh, maid cafes opening up in the area. We've actually rec we've actually discussed an article and uh, a report about a maid cafe opening up in Detroit, which closed, which reopened again on um, on heavily scheduled hours. To this day, I have no idea if it's still there or not. But the maid cafe here is different. It's more of a themed cafe where you go in. Um, the employees are wearing maid outfits, and they you order your food from them, and they bring and you wait at the counter, and they, and they hand you your food, which I like a lot better than having a maid come over and bring me the food and play and stuff like that. You know, I understand that some cafes actually have that type of curbside service, which is pretty cool, but in comparison to how a Japanese maid cafe operates compared to an American one, where you have to make adjustments, I kind of like how that is. The May Cafe is end product of the Moe Moe Honey Cafe, which is pretty much New York City's quote-unquote official um, made dance troupe, led by Rennie Mimura, who has put out two albums already. Every month, everybody gets together in Chinatown at the, at, I believe, place is called Mika Japanese Cuisine and Bar, watch the maids sing, dance, and perform, which is pretty cool. Here at Anime Jam Session, we handle the audio and video aspect of the show, and hopefully, maybe in the next couple of months, I can actually get a live stream going, provided I have a much more powerful laptop then. <laughs> but a lot of people has been not, has, hasn't been slamming the, the, um, the May Cafe per se. It's more like questioning and doubting if it's going to work. You know, it's like, at first, everybody's talking about they want there should be a maid cafe here in New York City. There is one. Then people start complaining it's not going to last long because of the rent and this and that. And I'm like, you know, 
give it a shot. Give it a fair chance. It may just work, you know? You, you, you never know. So when the two of you come up, we'll def. So yeah, so we'll definitely have to go check it out. Ari, since you're coming up for uh, Linwood's uh, end of the year uh, and the summer event, we mm-hmm. may have to go over there on Sunday so you can check it out. The, yeah, the, the chicken How's the food there. I mean, is the chicken food curry decent? is really good. Cool. It, I mean, personally, I think it's slightly priced a little bit too high. But given that it's a made cafe, you, I guess the extra dollar. I think it's like a dollar too high, but a dollar just for it being like a made cafe and they're in made outfits and this and that. I think it's, it's an equivalent exchange. You're kind of paying for the gimmick? Yeah, it's like when you go to Ninja New York or when you go to a Hibachi place. Yeah, it's expensive, but you're paying for the gimmick and the show. That reminds me. The Remember the uh, old Benihana's? Yeah. They help. Apparently they... Uh, Stop doing the whole, they cook right at your uh, table, because people start, get, start getting burned or something like that. There were lawsuits uh, involved in all that. That's crazy. Well, for that price, the prices, they better chop their prices down in half. I mean, really. Chop. <laughs> hmm. So, Maka, what's your thoughts about our about New May Cafe in New York? Maka? Hello? Where did you disappear to? It seems that uh, my mic muted itself. It's probably the same problem I've had before when I call you guys up. My mic gets auto-muted. Um, no. I was messing around and the mute button on the mic itself um, got pushed. You dumbass. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. Sorry, I was uh, researching something else. But yeah, I, I actually really want to go and see what the maid cafe is like. Now, the Phantom Mute. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Now, computer I, is haunted. Now, I brought a couple of, a friend of mine over to it because I told her about it. So her and her boyfriend went and they waited for me. They were explaining to me they were trying to find a place but it's like they look up and they saw the sign outside and when they walked in they, could, they wasn't sure if you went straight ahead or if you went up the stairs. Because the maid cafe is on the ground level. The rest, the other restaurant is if you go up the stairs. I think I'm going to tell Sato to put like a nice, like a bigger sign on the door or something like that. We'll see. But at least on, on but at least etched on the glass, it says Maid Cafe New York. Kind of reminds me of like the, the, like the sign for Kiki's Delivery Service in a way. Okay, hold on for one second. I'll be right back. Yeah, sorry about that. It seems that while I was editing the podcast, you know, I had the air conditioner off. It started to get a little bit too warm in here at the computer, so I had to turn it on and then go quickly shut my door, which I thought I shut my door. It's open a slight crack, but as long as the door itself is closed, I'm fine. So, anyhow, let's move move along. And next up on our t- agenda is Heroes of Cosplay. Now, oh boy. before we continue, I am going to review Episode 1, and I may 
briefly cover episode two. Keyword briefly because of the timing of our podcast. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to pull pull up my review from our website at AnimeJamSession.com. There we go. Heroes of Cosplay Episode 1 Review. Well, as I've been saying, as we've been saying, we have just not how, not too sure how we feel about what's going, about this show. Because we all know what's going to happen, even though it's a reality show. Stuff is added, ad-libbed, scripted, inserted, deleted, and so forth. Frankencuts. They love Frankencuts. What about Power Rangers? <laughs> Very I'm, manipulative editing, in other words. Yep. Now, I, as of right now, after episode one, I am on the fence about it. Because I thought I would hate the show outright, but I can tolerate it. And you all know me. I have a high tolerance for people's bullshit. Unusually they, high, yeah. I might say. Now, the first thing they explain that cosplay is a cutthroat competition. And everyone is on their A-game. Let me tell you something. If cosplay is that cutthroat of a competition, I don't recall other cosplayers trying to jump me at a convention. Nor do I open my hotel room door and find a um, a wig head. A, you know, when you, like in The Godfather, you open up the box and there's like a pig's head in the box, something like that. I'm gonna say Ari Rockefeller sleeps the fishes or something like that. Exactly. I don't, I don't see a a wig head at at my door. You know. Now for for a little bit there. Ha- I remember in some masquerades where there have been, I have heard you know if a certain group competes this is gonna have that's gonna. Happen. It never happens when there when people are, co- are competing. There's it's just mostly shit talking. At the end of the day, we're all happy that we're we're more relieved that we got off on stage and did what we had to do. You know. Hmm. But, so far, the issue I had with the episode is there was really not too much talk about fun. It's just like, focus this. It's, all, it's strictly business. That's all I really, I really see. Can't say the F word. Yeah. And then, the first con was Wizard World Portland. And the funny thing is, they have an announcer... They have a narrator explain what's going on. I actually, when he said Wizard World Portland, I heard it in the Street Fighter Vo- 4 voice announcer. Mm-hmm. And here's a bad example of editing. When Yaya Han showed up, they had footage, they, the costume she wore, I don't remember what it was, but she wore it at Katsukon. When she came into the convention center, they cut in footage of her at Katsukon. I know. I saw the gazebo in the background. I know what the Gaylord looks like. I've stayed. I've been there like maybe three years. And then we've I, all reviewed the Gaylord extensively. Yes, and I found out from a friend of mine that there was also f- edited in footage from San Diego Comic Con. What? Yes. And there was there was more canned uh, canned applause put in there than the WWE could ever put in. I don't know if it was WWE style. There, you'd be you'd be hearing about the Heroes of Cosplay app at every uh, intermission. God, app, 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 like a really annoying alarm clock. App, 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 app. I swear, if there was a Heroes of Cosplay app, the trolling level would be high. Oh yes, very much. Yeah. So, 
they pretty much explain like some of the issues you go through in making particular cosplays, like if you're doing molds or casting or particular fabrics and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there are those problems, and yeah, when you get to the con, either your costume is near completion, and you're going to sit in their room and finish that costume before you go out to the floor. Even, I've known cosplayers who have gone to cons just to compete. It's not to compete where they want to win a prize. They really want to do this skit. Like, when we did um, the Penny and Socking skit at Otacon two years ago, my friend... Oh, yeah, oh, if they had been picked up by four kids. Yeah. Um, Jamie stayed in her room to like, um, to like half of Saturday to make sure all the costumes were done. Because she just wanted to do the skit because it was a great idea. She didn't care about winning or not. She just wanted to do the skit. And I'm like, well, fuck yeah, you know? Now, it's a million dollar idea. How can you not, not get behind that? Exactly. Now, they showed one of the girls. Now, if people don't know by now, my memory retention is kind of bad, but... The one girl who she was, I oh yeah, her I forget her name, but she's her boyfriend is a guy named Jinyo, who I feel bad for, I I, I really do, cause it, it, I feel like he's being stereotyped, cause he's doing all the work. He's henpecked. Yeah, it doesn't help the fact that when I go when I used to go to class, I used to pass by a shirt manufacturing company and it's full of um Asian people working there, so my mind thought is. Jinyo is Asian. He's doing all her work. That ain't right. That's not fair, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like he's doing the bulk of the work and she's doing everything else, you know? Like, she was doing um, uh, Lulu from Final Fantasy X. It wasn't complete. So normally, if, you're co- if you're most co- your costume, if it's complete, you're good to go. If not, you're not going to go out clubbing or partying that Friday night. You're going to sit in your room and fix the costume. If you go out, you're going to meet up with a couple of friends. You may have a little bit of dinner, and then you're going to go back to your room and finish up because you want to get it done. <coughs> the screen, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, fix it, yeah. like Fry from Futurama. Mm-hmm. Now, the only saving grace of the episode was, I think her name was Chloe, because she's just in it for the fun. She's just she's in it for the fun. She did uh, Merida from um, Brave. Now, comp- some people complain that she made the- she dyed the wig by using uh, sharpies, and people say that's a long and tedious way. But sometimes the long and tedious way may be the best way to get it as accurate as you want. Or you know, if you want to save a few dollars and you had the time to do it, because I've heard it takes anywhere- it takes several hours to hand dye a wig. She, there's a scene with her and a young girl dressed as uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. That was the whole episode's saving grace. What was she? How was she interacting with her? Telling her, you know, you'd be strong, be brave, and grow up and stuff like that. You know. If I can find that scene on, on YouTube, I will post it. But um, that was, I think that's the only episode's saving grace. It's just annoying me. There's too much talk on the competition aspect of things. It's like I did not know like cosplay was like a, like a wrestling circuit per se. You know, you had to go to all these masquerades to win, and then if you win them all, you walk away with the belt or some shit like that. It's the cosplay version equivalent of the NWA, the mm. old school version. Yeah, and even in the co- intro, they they do show somebody holding up a belt, like for first place or something like that. The fuck? Yeah. 
when where the hell when the hell is Ric Flair going to make his make his uh rounds and you know do a guest spot on there so it, to uh, you know to help uh build up the the uh, number one contender you know simple when he pays to, to put over the put over the champion that's the number one contender that's the word I'm looking for simple he'll do that when he pays off his alimony <laughs> <coughs> oh that hurt. The pro side, it, it goes behind the scenes of what it takes to put together a cosplay. The con side, the amped up drama and bullshit is not needed. Overall, it's popcorn and soda. This is what you'll need, along with an open mind to get through this. Because the backlash on this is really bad. People are complaining that this is tearing the cosplay community apart. No, it's not. All this is doing is Binding the community together. Yes, some people saying fuck this show. Some saying or ignore this show. Some saying this, this, and that. But all these different factions in, within cosplay all have something in common that they do not like heroes of cosplay. And after all six episodes are done, it's going to die down, and it's going to be business as usual. It's only six Hopefully, episodes long. Yeah. Provided it doesn't get renewed. Oh, goody. That's exactly what we need. Nah, in that case, I'll probably need to invest um, stock into Jack Daniels. Lots and lots of it. You have no idea. So now that we got that out the way... Alright. Ari, why don't you go ahead and talk to us about some Pokemon... Okay, what do you want to hear about? Well, start with the first topic, good friend. Oh, the fact that the uh, franchise has sold over 172 million units worldwide? Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, during the Pokemon Game Show event just held at the Tokyo Big Site to introduce Pokemon X and Y, the Pokemon Company released an interesting piece of data. As of March 31st, the Critter Training Collecting franchise has sold over 172 million units worldwide since its debut in 96 with Pokemon Red and Blue, or if you live in Japan, Red and Green. Pokemon, it prints money! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, numbers is, is expected to go up because the the, the uh, preview stuff for X and Y is looking stellar, and there's a new anime series based on the original games coming out. I just find it amusing that nobody really classifies Pokemon as an RPG. It's a JRPG. It's a. I it's, kn yeah. I know, but nobody classifies it. When you talk, when people talk about RPGs or JRPGs, nobody says Pokemon. Even it's though like, it is, but you know, it's like it's in its own genre or something. Yeah, because if you think about, it, if people start calling Pokemon an RPG, probably not as many people would play it. I don't know because then you have trainers with the really wacky anime hair and gigantic swords. You mean you don't already? I mean, just imagine the uh, trainers from Pokemon, the you know, in the games or in the anime, done in the quote-unquote stereotypical JRPG style. I've seen some of the anime episodes. It's done that way. I mean, just okay. Just picture this: Ash carrying around a sword that's taller than him. What about Cloud? <laughs> exactly. We'll see, Ash doesn't need to because all of his weapons are Pokemon. And Pokemon hold things. Thus, Squirtle having glasses. 
Tomina style glasses. Yeah. But, I mean, look at the gym leaders and look at some of their outrageous outfits. Especially in the anime. So are you saying believe in a Squirtle that believes in you? Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you do realize wearing Kamina glasses to any cosplay makes it ten times cooler. Yeah. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. if I may, I'd like to move on to the... Uh, go on, go on. It's a... Uh, the new anime series is going to be called Pokemon, Pokemon the Origin. Premiere in Japan on October 2nd at 7pm. It was announced at the Pokemon Game Show. Basically, it's an anime version of the original games. And and I have a few issues with it, but... Uh, I, I, r- if it's going Origins, I just have one thing to say. What? Ash, I am your father. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I, I got another issue with we'll bring up with that. Um, it's a brief little segue, but uh, mm-hmm. on uh, that dude in the suede, a uh, contributor to that guy with the glasses, mm-hmm. he, Linkara, and Juwario, which you've met before, yeah. are uh, doing. We're doing a uh, long-running review series on the Pokemon movies, and the last one I saw is for the third movie, and in it, like, because like one of the parts, one of the uh, main plot lines is like the main uh, antagonist, her uh, father disappeared and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, they segued into a uh, bit, about, a potential bit about Ash realizing that Professor Oak was more of a father to him than his real father could be. And they did that by taking a scene from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that one episode where Will reunited with his father, but he decided to blow him off to uh, get a job and just leave him behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they put Professor Oak's head over he put Professor Oak's head over Uncle Phil and Ash's head over Will Smith and I'm just thinking, oh great, now some they they cut it up before the part where Will goes, How come he don't want me, man? and just starts crying. But I'm like I'm just looking at the, the screen going, Are you fucking kidding me? You went there <laughs> But uh anyway. This one it's not it's going to be based on the games, so it's going to have red and uh, green, the protagonist and antagonist of the games, respectively. Okay. But, see, in the Pokemon fandom, there's these, recently there's this uh, subsect of fans of cropped up called Gen 1, or spelled G-E-N-W-U-N-N-E-R. Basically, these are people who think the original generation is the best generation and can and all the other generations could go fuck themselves. Mm. They also have a similar distaste for Ash. You know, comparing, like, constantly wanting to compare him to Red, except, like, not knowing the fact that Red and Ash are com- completely different characters, just how green or blue, depending on what version you're playing, and Gary Oak are not the same person. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, Pocket Monsters, the origin, I'm guessing this takes, this is probably like, one or two generations before the current Pokemon storyline, so... No, it, it's taking place in the first generation. Oh, so this, in other words, as... this, So the timeline of this runs parallel with the original Pokemon anime? No, it runs parallel to the games. That's what I meant. Oh, I know that, but I'm just saying, if it's origin, wait, it's like... 
I'm not sure what, how... What you're thinking about is basically... Timeline. You know oh. how in the anime, Ash wakes up late and ends up with Pikachu because the three original ones are gone. Right. Basically what happens is this is... Their story. One of them coming and getting the Pokemon first. Alright, so that's what I meant. So pretty much the origin... But, and but it's the anime, it's based on the game, and... There's no intersection between the games and the anime except for Pokemon Yellow, but that's not the point. The the idea is that <coughs> is that wait, where was wait, I lost my train of thought for a second. But uh oh yeah, I know what I'm saying. It's there's no way like there's no way this is going to tie in with the anime storyline if at all. Yeah, well. No, but there is a way to do it. They're, they're going to. You be basically have Red, you have Green, and you have Gary, who got the first three Pokemon, and Ash comes bumbling in and gets Pikachu. That's the way to actually have both of them tie in. Not even. Will they but Probably here's the not. thing, though. In the anime, the other two trainers are just fall off the face of the earth, and while whereas Gary goes on and does his own thing, and Ash does his own thing, but the. Th I'm not sure if it like all happened off screen or whatever, but you know, there's no mention of the elite anyone in the elite four being challenged in in the Indigo League or any champion getting defeated. Well, well, it's, well, it's going to cause a snarl. That's what I'm worried about. Well, anything is is going to cause a snarl, regardless. But from within what, the continuity, yeah, I mean. But the way I see it is this: they're going to meet up with the gym leaders, and we all know Brock was a gym leader, so that's how it's going to cross over with the original anime. And if what well, it, could, it could also be years before yeah, that's the what, anime. That's what I'm saying. Because if it's Pocket Monsters to Origin, that's what I'm saying. This could be taking place maybe, if not a generation prior, could be a couple of years before. If it's going it to, it could be the year before. Yeah. If it's going to run parallel, it'll be like a fifteen-minute time difference where Red and Green get to Brock before Ash does. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could be any of that. It could be that it's the year before, two years before, five years before. It could be that they're in the same grouping, and as Ranma said, that they just get to. They get there um, before Ash. And Gary. Yeah, they get to Brock first. So I mean, it could go. <coughs> Pardon me. Any, it could go anyway. Mm -hmm. The 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 main concern is how it's going to fit into the anime canon, if at all, or not at all. But uh, that was note But like I was getting back to, like I get like people are going to like like especially the Gen Warners are going to be thrilled about this because they get to see their their fucking idol Red in anime form. For those of you who are not familiar with the the continuity of the games. Red does not speak at all, and according to like the the games, he n never loses. Character development 101 is like involves losing, fixing your mistakes as to why you lost, and correcting them so that next time it happens, you win instead of lose it, instead of lose. That explains why he's in um in uh, Smash Brothers. How? Nothing, I was just making a joke. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, Red is not that interesting of a character. If if his defining trait is he never loses, then every single battle of his is going to be a foregone conclusion. It's, there's no tension in it. Well, they're not... They're, they're also not saying how long the anime is going to run. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could very well be eight episodes. Or a movie. 
Yeah, well, it does say it does specifically say anime premiere, like television premiere. So I'm gonna guess it's more than a movie. But they're not saying that it's gonna be like a full series, like Pokemon. It very maybe, well so could maybe be. An OVA? If, well, yeah, it very well could be 13 episodes. Him going through the gyms him going through some of the extra stuff that was needed to go through, and then him fighting the Elite Four. Mm-hmm. It could Although, well be a 13-episode OVA and be done with it. Yeah. Although, it will be funny, because like, to see how like Green reacts in the anime, because I've seen it like crop up recently, is that there's been like some some art of uh, you know, the, from the first game, like, about the first game, where, uh, Blue has a just has just want beat the Elite Four and like five minutes later Red comes in and just fucking stomps him and he's just like his reactions range from you know the atomic mushroom cloud in the shape of an F to to him just saying uh, hey boss like the next guy saying hey guys Red's here and it's just the last image is him like with a gun in his mouth saying well that's about it. <laughs> That's funny. It, it, see, the in this world, like the way Gat, like Blue lost the uh, championship, it's like an ECW where Tommy Dream, like the old ECW where Tommy Dreamer won the championship, but ended up be- losing it like 17 minutes later. I think some kind of like legal stipulation bullshit. And for a mm-hmm. while, it was it was talked about how he never even got to hold the championship belt in his hands. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but if they do have Red, you know, like take his shots, but uh, but you know, come back from him and like learn from it, it would be interesting to see because, like, like I said, like if you win all the time, it's not very interesting. Hmm. I actually like the the uh, plot lines where you know you have to uh, fix mistakes or you know change up your game to a. Uh, get better at it, you know? That's right. how people learn. And the one time he does lose, which is sometime between re- the first generation and second generation, he, like, Red disappears into the fucking mountains. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, I'll be looking forward to it at least. Alright. At, at least we just uh, let's just hope and pray that with the origins they don't shot they don't start trying to retcon shit in the current continuity, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, what else do we have on the works tonight? Well, we got some Attack on Titan stuff, you know. Mm. You know, we can go. We can always go with that. So. Why don't you take those two? <laughs> Official attack on Titan Kilbasa allows you to share some meat with Sasha. Am I the only one that what? sees how wrong that title is? Yeah. Well, you know how it is with anime. With anime, they make the money off the merchandise more than the series itself. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money from the movie is made. Attack on Titan 
The sp spreadsheet. Attack on Titan pillowcases. Attack on Titan the flamethrower. The kids love this. Oh God! I just yeah, well, you, ha you, you Sasha have on to. Sasha a body pillow. You'll really be able to share some kill boss with her. Ah! Yeah. Uh, well, you have to admit, and, and they are making hug pillows. You have to admit that um, this is like the way of Ava. How they're going about with the randomness of all of this crap. Yes. Now, as we said, merchandising. Now there is. Attack on Titan Kilbasa sold with Sasha packaging. And it retails for about a buck fifty. You sure it says thirteen sixty five yen? I think it's like thirteen or fourteen bucks. Well yeah, my bad. Fourteen bucks? Jeez. You You're get... probably thinking it's more like a slim gym. Yeah. But it's not gonna well, be it that's yeah, different. it looks like a slim gym, yeah. but it's not. It's It'll it's like, more it's... like those big pepper yeah, it's, sticks, you see. Yeah, the, yeah, the pepperoni sticks. It, but still, $13 for a freaking stick of meat, that's... You know what, it would just make a lot more sense if there was Attack on Titan Potatoes. Well, surprisingly, they've been saying um, that potato sales in Japan have been on the rise since this. Well, that's because Sasha loves her potatoes, okay? Sasha just loves to eat. <laughs> but still... Lucky bitch, it's still like 120 pounds soaking wet. Too. Her, her, and Ranma. It should be her, Ranma, Goku, and Spike. Nom, 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 nom. What about Usagi? Okay, Usagi, Lena Inverse, and Gary Gabrieve. <laughs> Eating contest for the ages. Now they talk about weird items like masking tape. I don't see what's weird about that because on the back of my chair is um. Super Mario Brothers duct tape. So I see nothing wrong with Attack on Titan masking tape. No, for a second I thought it, it was like... No, it's it was not like, horrible. For a second there I thought it was like border wallpaper. Like you're painting some kid's room to look like the walls, like the fortified walls, you know? And yeah, for real, I, it's well, going to have the colossal type thing over it and give the kid nightmares. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean the masking tape is just the wall. Which, I mean kind of awesome, but at the same time, if I'm going to get Attack on Titan stuff, I kind of want the main characters and not the Titan's ass. Because mm. <laughs> it's not like you see their faces. You see their backs. And you see the Colossal Titan's ass. That's what I want to stare at when I'm doing projects. Well, I do like the Attack on Titan uh, sign here, you know. Yeah, well, they have what Curry, too. Yeah, but cur but that's... Face? But that's like, did she get caught red-handed stealing that shit or something? Yes. Yeah, you need to watch Attack on Titan, Ari. You really need to. I know yes, in the past... I know in the past we've suggested... The we're telling you, Attack on Titan is our anime of 2013. You need to watch this. And here's another one of her in a bread shop. Oh, I my. It's uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, I believe. Oh, oh. Say what? The um the Attack on Titan hug pillows? Yeah. Are male. What? They're not female hug pillows. It's the male characters. Well, 
I don't know about you, but if you follow my Facebook, yes, the girls on my Facebook are going nuts with the Yaoi fan pairings, especially with Captain Le Levy. Okay? As a matter of fact, I'm going to put this on a on said friend's Facebook wall and just just sit back and relax. But I do want the replica swords, though. I want the 3D um the 3D maneuverable gear. Some of these body pillow designs they were creepy as hell to begin with, but the looks on these guys' faces, yeesh. That wow. <sighs> you know, it, it's bad. It's oh, bad. It's and just. What? Um, there. I, I was reading through this, and this actually came out uh, yesterday. What? There's going to be a prequel manga for Attack on Titan. Ooh. Origins story, maybe. Uh, it's called Attack on Titan: Before the Fall, and it releases. It launches next week. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Isn't there a yeah, new video coming up too? It's going to follow the development of the 3D maneuver gear. Oh, okay. That sounds pretty cool. I like the sound of that. What is this? Oh, that's what he forgot to do. Oh, okay. I'm trying to f read up on the other article, and he they had two links running together, so. Attack on Titan tights. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> women's Attack on Titan tights. It, it, it's a it's a cop out if you're doing cosplay, you know. I mean, if you're doing um if you're doing um the if you're doing the military, it's a bit of a cop out, but because somebody will be will will be slicking up to try to pull that off. Mm. Shall you go to the next one? Yeah, if it'll if it'll open up. Come on. There we go. Now, another reason why I'm kind of pissed about the 3DS consoles because starting with the DSi, they're all region locked. So if you want to play an import game, you'd have to buy <coughs> a Japanese console, portable console, or hope and pray that somebody does a ROM dump and you have the proper flash card that can handle it. Because now. There is a RPG that's coming out for the 3DS. Also, there's going to be a um, a browser game called Attack on Titan: Wings of Counterattack Online. It focuses on character customization and connecting with friends, which does make sense if you're part of the military. There are three types of ca characters in the game: um, armor, maneuver, and shooter forces. Armor forces are equipped to fight the front lines, which makes them less agile on the 3D maneuver gear. The maneuver forces, the name implies, specialize in moving their maneuver gear around. And the shooter forces are for scouting. They actually have uh, artwork of, of, of the character sprites, how it's going to look in the browser game, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, none of them actually look like they... Uh... Are in the military in the anime? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they're not the they're not the anime outfits. They're it's, not the manga outfits. It's it's very um, it's like more it's very RPG ish. Yeah, military RPG. I think like Final Fantasy. You know, why is a female shooter yeah. with a bow and arrow? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, a Titan is just gonna look at that thing funny. 
Yeah. Unless you aim, unless you get a good shot to the back of its neck. Well, I don't know if, you, if it had enough force to get through the hair. Hmm. I don't know, maybe that's why her sprite looks sad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the sprite looks sad because she knows she's going to die. Well, no, if you look at it, it's really the only, like, really girly girl outfit. I mean, it's pink and floofy and, like, all of that crap, too, mm -hmm. so... The female Maybe maneuver is uh, showing off her ass <laughs> in little short shorts. Yeah. Now you got me thinking of that damn um, Sailor Stars meme I put on my wall the other day. Who wears short shorts? We wear short shorts? Yup. Yeah, I saw that one. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Yes, it was. Alright, moving right along. Maka, why don't you take the next story? Alright, um, Shaft is creating a Vocaloid-based anime series. This was confir uh, confirmed at a music event um, that Shaft will be animating a certain Vocaloid project, one which follows the so-called uh, Mechakushidan, which has already seen several manga and novel adaptations in the past. The Mechakushidan consists of a series of music videos that each tell their own tale. Needless to say, it's both very uh, abstract and enthralling. The song itself treating the ears, all the while the story unfolding, giving the mind a matter to contemplate, and the events that happen within uh, simultaneously engaging the viewer all in the meantime. Uh, they're very, basically, they're complex music videos grouped together to form a story. Mm. It's like kid video and in a way. Yeah, so this is actually going to be the first anime project, I think, from Vocaloid. My thing is, it took them this long to do an anime. It took them this long. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird that it's taken them this long, um, especially with the characterizations that they already have and how anime-like they are. And the mad parodies that are out there, like the vo My favorite is the Vocaloid Kion crossover. That's like one of my personal favorites. Mm -hmm. I'll say this much. That animation company Shaft, they're one bad mother. Shut your mouth. You don't uh, talk about Shaft. We can dig it. <laughs> uh, 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 and we broke Bad Loco. joke is bad. Bad joke is bad. Yeah, but you should have seen it coming. Or were you blind? Uh, no, I saw that one coming. Hmm. I have weird so, things yeah, about so... the Vocaloid. Like, among like some of the Vocaloid songs I've seen, like the, the ones that made it to my uh, iPod, like I've, I've shared a couple of times, the uh, B Miku and uh, B yep. Hatsune. Yeah, I have those. Yeah. And this this one I'll post in the Skype chat. It's a uh, acapella version of the Longest Time by five of the uh, male Vocaloid characters. So it's not this right here. No, it's not that one. No, Avion Polka? For shame, oh. good sir. For shame. I don't think I've heard that one before. It's it's the first song that got Hatsune Miku that popular. Avion Polka. It's the oh. first one. Like I said, my taste, in, even in this sort of thing, is weird. <laughs> well, let me take a look at this. Uh, fire it up. It's mm -hmm. a good song, but... uh. 
it, it, the gimmick is that the they pretty much left the guys quote to their own devices unquote. Hmm. Actually, let me run it through the proper. Um, there we go. That's actually not bad. Told you. What's the, I, I can't forget. I can't, I can never remember the first guy's name. The one in the middle. Well, um, I'm I'm reading some of the comments on this. Yeah. And they're basically saying that it's a it's not an anime about Vocaloid. Um, it's a anime based on the Vocaloid songs. So it's like they're gonna and take the songs and like make an episode based around each of the songs, like what goes on, probably something like that. Yeah, so I mean, people looking for Miku, Miku only took part in three of the 11 songs that are mm -hmm. in this. So it's not gonna be an anime based on Miku. Yeah. Even though it'll be a license to print money anyway. Yeah, so I mean, it's. It, might not turn out to be necessarily a Vocaloid anime. Hmm. <coughs> Pardon me. Because remember, the Vocaloid characters are in a virtual world. We don't need it turning into something like um, Gambare Gomon or Sonic X, where they come pulled through an alternate dimension or some shit like that. Or get sucked into the quote unquote real world. Yeah. Alright. I'm, go I'm going. I'm going back to what Mako said about, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like anime episodes based on individual songs. I'm thinking, if they did one, like, you know, the copyright, you know, the uh, licensing would be astronomical, but one of those based off B. Miku, I can imagine, like, in a whole, like, Puaresu scene, you know? Well, I do believe the actual software is coming to, coming to the States, so... Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah. The next um, version. I actually think it's out this month. Mm-hmm, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. I think it. I think it's out the 30th, Yeah. I think, or 30th, 31st. Let me look at this. 30th or 31st, which is a Friday or Saturday, but, you know. <clears throat> yeah, so, it, I mean, it's awesome that they're actually doing an anime based on it, but at the same time, it's not going to be based off of the characters. Right. It's just like, it's like you said, it's like, it's like kid video in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and see how it turns out. Because if you know it's not going to be good, people on my Facebook are going to lose their shit. But then again, they did, they did like Black Rock Shooter, so. Mm-hmm. You mean lose our shit more than usual? Mm-hmm. So, sh shall I go on to the next one? By, By all, all means. means. Alright, um... This one is from Kotaku, which... Blah. But I found this, uh... I found this interesting. Um, it's based on Thailand's, uh anime censorship mm. which is kind of amusing because um, Thailand isn't it like a bit of a Muslim country per se or just he heavily strict uh, uh, Buddhist I'm not exactly like, sure yeah. but <laughs> they're very very strict with um, 
with their censorship and blur a lot of anime stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, anything like I, it's no cigarettes, mm-hmm. no weapons can be pointed at people, no blood, no swimwear, no alcohol, nothing like that. So it's got a bunch of pictures that um, basically weapons are blurred out. So, I mean, you can still see that there's a weapon, but it's completely blurry. Mm. Um, There's the Sailor Moon episode where Usagi and um, a bunch of the others go to a swimsuit fashion show. I remember that episode. And the whole thing thing is, um, it actually makes it kind of look worse. Because they're all in either bikinis or one pieces, bending over and looking like trying to look sexy for the camera. And it's all blurred. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, the whole thing is blurred. But I mean, it's not even it's not even new the newer stuff. Even some of the old stuff, like they're going through um, mermaid princess. You can't see the mermaid tops. Like you can still see their tails and everything, but the shell bras are um, blurred out. Right. Um. Yeah, uh, One Piece is hilarious with all the stuff that's blurred out. Mm-hmm. You almost feel sorry for One Piece, given the bad dub job it was given in the States. Mm-hmm. When, you see, when you see it put the shit like this. But, like, it's it's going through, and, like, it's not just... They're saying it's not just swimwear. When a, a female character is wearing, like, um, a halter top, those are also blurred out. Um, there's one character, she's in a dress, but it's got the keyhole opening in the front, so that's blurred out. Hmm. Um, a little kid is in his underwear, so that's blurred out. Um, I think the the most hilarious thing, though, is that... Um, Bottoms of shoes. Well, not even that. Men's nipples are blurred out. So Dragon Ball Z, when they're all shirtless, all of that is blurred out because you can't see their nipples. Which is hilarious. Well, I guess in Thailand, they're trying to keep the generation partial, I guess, wholesome, but on the same token, you know... Go down to the last image in this article. Oh, do I want to? Just to see the hypocrisy in all this. Um, Yeah. Well... You traditional know, artwork of a uh, of Buddhist women, you know, fully topless, see, like uh, prancing around. Yeah, that's fine, but that's because don't run flipping his shit and turning into getting his shirt torn. That's a no no. Well, that's because what you see here, that's within Thailand. That was done by their people. It's outside people. It's like, um, like I did a report, I, I did a term paper on the history of the Nintendo Entertainment System, and which I have right here, oddly enough. Um, let's see. There was an issue in Korea in regards to the console. Um, yeah, South Korea, the NES was licensed to Hyundai Electronics. Yes, the same people that make cars because there was a law about outside cultures coming into the country. So it had to, if so, for Nintendo to sell there, they had to license it to another company and let them handle everything. I believe that law has been repealed, but still, it's like that. So that's done by th- within their culture, so it's okay. 
what you see here is stuff that that was imported so they're going to heavily edit it you know they're trying to do it so make people think that you know our stuff is better than their stuff one of the uh, still one of the high watermarks in the mm -hmm. unnecessary censorship is the first German run of Naruto, which in the comment section has a screen caps from. It shows Zabuza with his giant sword and how it's basically been erased in every scene, including the image of him standing on a handle when the sword is sticking out in a tree. Say what? Yeah, scroll down to about like you'll see it on the left hand. Towards the center of the page, but uh, they they censor the blade, but not the handle. So it looks like Zabuza is standing on something in the middle of it, in midair for no fucking reason. And I think, and I think we let the Germans go get off scot free because they're techno. I guess not. <clears throat> or just, or how putting in random beeps mm -hmm. can make things sound even worse. Yeah, I, I'm looking mm -hmm. at the editing. It's like, wow. Yeah, go back to the like the old Super Friends cartoons, and uh, every time Robin makes a, an outrageous analogy, like holy something something or other, Batman, just mm -hmm. bleep that out. Holy beep, Batman. There you go. Well, you know what's going to happen. The people they're going to import, they're going to find ways of watching it the way it's going, the way they, it should be watched. So you know, yeah. They're going to be like, "Well, fuck this shit." Pretty much. Yeah, something like that. Good for them. <laughs> very, very good. I got no problem with that. I, I can only imagine like people looking at the the unnecessary censorship and going, "Seriously, who are you trying to fool with this?" Anyway, what else do we have tonight? Um, interesting stories coming out of Japan. Mako, do would you like to cover those? Uh, sure, I can cover these. All right, go for um, it. <clears throat> the first one: Japan Society for Tobacco Control isn't really happy with the new uh, Studio Ghibli movie. Um, basically, Japan now, and not just Japan, but a lot of countries um, have opted in for the into a treaty, an international treaty by the World Health Assembly, where basically um, it bans tobacco advertising in movies and media and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, the tobacco controls. Uh, society is kind of upset with the movie because one, the main character uh, smokes constantly and two, a lot of the other people are smoking constantly um, they're basically saying that one, it's a cartoon so you're advertising um, smoking to minors right? and um, <clears throat> two, that uh it, it, trying to yeah uh, blah 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 I'm trying to get to where it was um, oh and two that it's going to have an effect on children the thing is the movie is based on a time period between 1920 and 1930 yeah where fucking smoked everybody smoked in Japan 
everybody. There was nothing wrong with smoking, and everybody smoked in Japan. And this is supposed to be a, while well, yes, a cartoon and a period a, piece. Yeah, a Studio yeah. Ghibli movie. It is a period piece. And it's a Miyazaki film, so you know that there's going to be some sort of life lesson in there. But still, um, these people are very upset with the fact that there is just so much smoking in the movie. They're also bothered by it because Miyazaki's films are such a huge hit and they're such a huge influence that Mm -hmm. they they think that this is going to cause people to smoke. Yeah, basically they said just because you say it happened in the past doesn't mean you can ignore the effects that the movie will have on children. Mm. Um, and that basically it should be following the treaties and laws in place and that there are other ways of depicting the past. Um, I'm kind of torn on it. Truth, uh, all, all truth be said. Um, they're not actively advertising any cigarette brands, that's for no, sure. Exactly. Not. They're not actively advertising cigarettes... <laughs> But at the same time, it is it is a cartoon, and well, yes, anime all is cartoon. Um, a but lot of Miyazaki is, I, films are for children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is, I thought an- the anime's biggest gimmick was that it's not it. It comes from a place where it doesn't have the animated equals children mentality as the default setting. <laughs> like it does in the West, especially in the United States. That is true, but um, a lot of the Studio Ghibli movies are strictly for children. Yeah. It just happens that a lot of adults enjoy them as well, like Disney movies. Disney movies are strictly for children, but you find a lot of adults that really enjoy Disney movies as well. Um, so I think that's kind of what's going on here um i haven't seen it i haven't read anything about the movie itself and what it's actually going through um Plus, there's ways of depicting smoking even in you know, for basically quote-unquote good or quote-unquote evil yeah like uh, like the bad guys will like smoke like the long cigarette holders you know get like five or ten people to light it up when he like when he like, snaps his fingers like that or you'll see, like, the good guy be, like, some, like, occasionally have a cigarette, or maybe, like, especially, like, they're an older, wise one, he'll be smoking from a pipe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I but, a- I mean, a, a lot of people are saying, well, yes, in the in one case, he basically chain smokes. Yeah. He's smoking through the whole entire movie. Mm-hmm. And then the other people are like, yeah, but... It's it's a historical thing, and everybody smoked, so who cares? Can't please them but all. Like I'm I'm looking at the comments, and they're like, there aren't that many kids in there. The movie is um the the movie is towards is aimed towards adults and not children this time so what does it matter exactly but still got to cover the bases you know mhm yeah you kidding like <coughs> i wonder if miyazaki had just seen all this backlash from him. he's he's like and he's just put his hand in his head and just went, are you fucking serious, people? Mm. 
Yeah, some of these comments, though, are completely crazy. Yeah, <sighs> this, um, one of them basically is talking about, um, talking about the movie. It's like, oh, yeah, this is great. The main character continues to puff away as his wife dies of tuberculosis. Great message to the kids. Um, again, this is 1920s. You could smoke in hospitals. And the, the end, the, uh, the best way to show it, a guy was uh, expecting his wife to give birth in any second. He would be pacing around the waiting room like, with like a big handful of cigarettes in his mouth, just incessantly puffing away. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's very true to the times, but people aren't exactly happy about that. The past was pretty shitty. And if the past is bad, nobody wants. There's no point in bringing it up, you know. Yeah. Anywho. Anywho, last story. Mm-hmm. Something on a more positive note. Yeah, positive. Sure. Um, man jumps onto car of wife's underwear thief and holds on for 2.5 kilometers. That's over a mile, about. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. 3.2 kilometers is two miles, so I'd say about a mile and a half or so. Yeah, something like that. Um, So basically, uh, the 32-year-old husband tied a fishing line and two bells to his wife's underwear um, to discover who was stealing them from from their balcony. The alleged thief returned around 10.30 p.m. on Saturday, and the woman's husband chased him outside and jumped onto the roof of his car. Um, the suspect, who is 53, attempted to flee the scene and drove 2.5 kilometers with the husband clinging to his roof. Uh, when he finally fell off of the roof, he sustained minor injuries and basically immediately reported the incident to the police with the description of the car and the license plate. The police did arrest the uh, 53-year-old man on robbery charges. Um, during questioning, he was asked and uh, quoted by the police as saying he kept driving because he was scared. Oh, boy. See, if it was me, if someone's, I would like, you know, just let him have the damn pains for all I can. I'll buy you some more. You know, he could have avoided a whole lot of trouble and uh, personal injury if instead of just putting some bells on his wife's underwear, because holy crap, that sounds like a really weird fetish, number one. Number two, if he built, like, even if he's left, like, one of those little, like, rabbit warrens, like, they tend to be, I'm I'm just generalizing here, but he could probably build, like, a net trap or something like that. Like, aha, gotcha, thief. And he's like, strung up by his ankle with a little rope around it, you know? Hmm. Because that sounds like an over-the-top action movie sequence. I find this comment amusing. The girl's underwear dispensing machine must have been sold out. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll get some aloe for that burn. Yeah. (laughs) Ooh, here's another good one. A knicker-knicker. Oh, good old-fashioned English slang. Mm-hmm. Well, British mm. English, I should say. You, sir, are no hoplosai. 
Wait, somebody actually said that? No, I'm just saying, you, sir, are no hopeless eye. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... And I mean, the, it's it's just so... Like, you read this and it's like, anime come to life. Mm-hmm. It, it, it feels like a loop in the third moment, in a way. It does, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's kind of creepy that I could, I, I could see Lupin stealing underwear off of a balcony just because he's a perv like that. <laughs> you would say that. And then I got well, him on his windshield. Yeah, but can you imagine? L- let's say he's stealing Fujiko's underwear. She's gonna kick his ass. Well, he'll get about three steps before Fujiko gets the ever-loving shit out of him. Well, see, she'd probably steal something back from him to be able to go and afford new underwear. Mm. But yeah, that, that's... that's yeah. You gotta give it up to the husband for acting like a fucking man in all this. Like the... Pretty much saying this pervert's gonna get what's coming to him. Mm. Yeah, you you figure ten thirty at night, and you're gonna stay up and wait for some pervert just to be able to catch them, instead of you know ten thirty at night just bringing the underwear inside. As someone said, not only in Japan, my grand had her knickers stolen, sniffed too, and she was sixty plus at the time. What? Yeah, that's one of the comments. God. Hey, not all grannies wear granny panties. <laughs> You're hurting the poor boy over there. Stop it. Hang on, I gotta get a drink. Uh, s- my mouth a little. <laughs> the way you guys screw with my head, it it deserves to happen. Yeah, but I'm immune to your sc- to your to your sc- to what you can do. Yeah, but he's not. I know. I still have my sanity. No, you don't. Well, in comparison to the rest of the family, I do. Well, okay, then. I still consider myself sane, in other words. <sighs> true that, true that, true that. Totally expect you to post something that would drive me insane. No, I... I, I, I trust me, when the random opportunity pops up on... Fi- on for, for about, I will throw it on your Facebook. You know this. Yes, you've... Done that plenty of times before. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff you throw on mine, I've already seen, so you got to try a little bit harder. Fuck. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to take our break and come back and wrap things up. We will be back.
Alright. Just like back we used how we used to do it. That wasn't so bad. All things considered, no, not really. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, while we were checking out those other articles, I came across this gem. I don't know if you've seen it, but Disney princesses were old school Street Fighter characters. Oh, yeah, I linked that in the Skype. That's what I thought, yeah, because I saw it for splits. Like, I put it on my wall. I kind of, I, I like um, the Chun Li Cinderella mashup. I'm not sure how I feel about Jasmine as Jury Han. Jasmine's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. The Snow White Sakura one is pretty cool. Well, I can kind of see the Jasmine Jerry because the pants that they both wear, you know. Mm-hmm. But the Nala, um, the Nala Felicia one is pretty much just spot on. Mako-chan, what do you think? Mako-chan. Um, I'm looking through them now. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm here. I thought you self-muted by accident. No, I'm waiting for this shit to load. Ah. The, um... The Rapunzel Cami one is cute as fuck. Oh, God. What? What uh, the comment says... Interesting. Hmm. What the comment says, Fucking furries get Nala, but I don't get Belle. What am I supposed wow. to Wow. <laughs> All I ever went up was a Bell Morgan mashup. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I want to see Disney Fighter. Maybe Disney Fighter Turbo. And if that sells well, why not a Super Disney Fighter Turbo EX Alpha? Who the heck is Nala? Uh, Boo this it's man. It's interesting. <laughs> Fuck Bell. I want Gaston. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, there's your T-Hawk right there, so... <laughs> <laughs> I am not a furry. I will not be aroused. I am not a furry. I <laughs> Now, Alicia Le- <coughs> gave you a boner, didn't she? Follow up with, wow. what is there to get a boner to? <laughs> and then uh, we reference the little fucking mermaid. Oh, he got the mango Pocahontas. Scoop, scoops, hagen dazs. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's Disney, baby. <laughs> You can't see it, but my, but my palm is through my face right now. <laughs> uh, this one kind of makes sense. Even though not Capcom, you could have you could have Rapunzel parallel with Miller Rage. Maybe that's too much of a direct correlation. Belle with BB Hood, except that she would love Big Bad Wolf and not kill it. Okay then. <laughs> Yeah. Alright, on that note, if you like what you heard, tell a friend, they'll tell a friend, and so on, and so on, and so forth. We are independent podcasters, we do this for free, um, no bias behind it, and if we were paid, trust me, our reviews would be a lot more outlandish than the others, so... That's how we are, that's how we roll. So, definitely check us out at AnimeJamSession.com, our articles, our reviews, everything. And we just had an article go up earlier this week from our awesome, talented writer, uh, Uni from Cosplay Blog with a Brain. With a Brain, she has an interview up with Edemus, known as Vash. So read it, it's pretty awesome. Pretty swagadelic in that photo of his. So, anywho, so if you can't get to our website for our podcast, 
which is AnimeJamSession.com. You can gladly find our podcast at Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, and Xbox Music. If you give a five-star review, we'll gladly um, read it on the air, because that's what we do. Definitely check us out at, oh, excuse me, YouTube.com, YouTube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV. I hope to have the new and improved um, Big Apple PonyCon videos up by the end of the week. Hopefully before uh, Friday for my uh, post-grad party. <laughs> but if you want to follow us individually on YouTube and see the stuff that we, we post and we liked and we viewed, you can find me at DJ Ronma S, Ari's at Ari22682, and Mako Chimes over at Jupe Luna. Uh, Twitter, twitter.com slash session. Follow us on Twitter so you know when photos and videos and articles are going to be, are being posted. You'll be in, in know-how. And what conventions we're going to and what we're covering. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at DJ Ron Mez, Ari is at The Ari Man, and Mako China is at Joe Videa. Definitely check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. We are currently at 2,502 fans, I believe. I think it was at 6 last time so, I looked. Well, let me, uh, let me pull it real quick. Provided um, Water Fox doesn't get all retarded on me yet again. And it's going to, but I believe you are you are probably most most likely is correct. Two thousand five hundred and six. Now it's going. Now it's coming up. Come on. Come on. You gotta. There we go. with a piece of meat. No, it cooks with the back of my fist. My computer is long overdue for uh for a re- for overhaul. Yeah, two thousand five hundred and six fans. All I gotta say to, to everyone who likes our page, thank you. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to be be able to do this. As long as you keep liking our page, liking the articles, the photos, everything, we'll keep adding more because we want to keep you guys happy the best that we can. Okay, let's see what else we have here on our awesome to-do list. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/djrunmas. You can find Mako over at facebook.com slash Makoto Makochankino and Ari is still looking for a place to call his own on Facebook. Sorry, my fans. Eh, they can wait. Like I said, we are on the Vogue Network. Normally Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Encore presentation Thursdays at 1 p.m. But we are on Vogue. VogueNetwork.com. Voice of Geeks. There's more than us than just more than just animated's on there. If you're into television, pop culture, British programming, British television, so much of anything along those lines, you want to definitely check out Critical Myth, British Invaders, and Pod Culture, and definitely Understation Live. You definitely Understation Live it, is that's a bit for the 18 plus crowd. You definitely want to check that out because that's pretty much anything goes. It's like the voice actors 18 plus panel in a way. If you're in the Horde House, I mean, World of Warcraft, you definitely want to check out uh, WoW Wednesdays. It's Girls Gone WoW, Wednesdays at 12, followed by Horde House, which is at 10 p.m., which is now live. Definitely check those out. And for video game and g- video gaming talk and programming, check out the flagship uh, program, the flagship shows on the VOD Network. It's the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. on Sundays, and followed by Orange Lounge Radio, 9 p.m. on Sundays. These are all Eastern Standard Time uh Time zone. So if you're in Cali, just subtract three hours, you'll be good. And if you have any 
any ideas and stuff about our website, you can definitely drop us a line at mailbag at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that's mailbag at AnimeJamSession.com. Or you can head to our website and click on the Contact Us link, and whatever you send us, we'll gladly read and send you back some thoughts. I think that's it. So let's do last words. We'll start with Ari. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, hopefully the technical issues from last um, last night won't uh, happen again. Hmm, I concur. That's about it. Makochan. Um, I found out this morning that um, five of the Sailor Moon musical actors are going to be making an appearance at a convention in Japan. Um, that's going to happen on Friday. They're going to stream it live on Nico Nico. Um, the broadcast will begin at 12 um, Japan Standard Time, which is, I believe, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm. Um, since that's going to be Friday at 12 for Japan, it's going to be Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Supposedly... The five um, actors are going to be doing a preview of one of the songs from Ooh. the new Mio musical. And if we can, we will. If we can acquire a rip of that, we will play it on on next week's show. So yeah. So for those that are listening in on Thursday, stay up a little bit later and uh, hopefully be able to check it out. Mm-hmm. As for me, um, I think I'm going to have a, something else to eat. Ice cream. I may play through uh, DuckTales again because I finished it on easy. I'm going to go back, unlock more stuff, and and play through the levels again because they're pretty fun. And most likely, um, next week I'll give my review of the game and I'll try to get my uh, review up on the website by next week as well. I can't wait till it comes out on the 360. Oh, that's right. You guys gotta wait till September. Yeah, it sucks. Damn. Well, don't you have Steam? I do, but I don't really trust it on this computer. Fair enough. So, that's it for now. Um, great podcast, everyone. We will be back at our normal time... Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. on the VOG Network, same VOG Network channel, same VOG Network time. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. I'm out. Later, bitches. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. You need to stop that shit. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time, the views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing.
Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.